we sing praise hallelujah, glory hallelujah, because you are good and awesome God. We thank you, God, for the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit in this room tonight, this morning. As we come in your presence, we lay down our burdens. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, every person, whatever the burden we may carry, may we lay down our burden so we can able to come to the Abba Father and sing glory, hallelujah. So anoint me with your Holy Spirit, O Lord, and the speaking blessing upon every person so we together, we can encounter the living Christ who is in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are continuing to talk about the Holy Ghost stories for the last few weeks, and I love to talk about the Holy Spirit stories, and Danny knows that. And not only we talk about the Holy Ghost stories from the book of Acts, it is a, what a blessing and joy for us to hear the testimony of Holy Spirit stories from our own people. It's the last few weeks has been such a blessing for us to hear their Holy Ghost personal stories. It's just a blessing to us, blessing to hear what God is doing in our midst. Today, I'm looking forward to hear Madeline Bettis' Holy Ghost story. You're going to hear it today and later um, after, in the middle of the sermon. So thank the Lord for this. So we have learned the Holy Spirit is the spirit of revival. Holy Spirit is the one to change our lives, the lives of our family, our church, and community and nation. And last week, we heard about the power, empowerment of the Holy Spirit from Pastor John. And the Holy Spirit changed our lives and the city and nations. He healed the land when we come together in the prayer of repentance and when we worship the Lord. So today, we are going to talk about another Holy Ghost story called the Spirit of Adoption. In Christ, we become children of amazing God who loves you dearly, who loves us so dearly. You know, my, my husband and I have never adopted a child, so I don't fully understand the depth of holy uh, adoption. Like some of you, like our Sarah, she adopted three children and she had a foster 27 children. So I don't have that depth of, of understanding but my sister, I learned from my sister who adopted a little girl from South Korea when she was a little tiny girl. This tiny girl grew up and became one of the top tennis players in the state of Ohio. And she had such a good grade, and she got full scholarship to a university in Florida. So, I mean, it seems like everything was going well, and my sister and her husband were so happy, and she grew up to be a beautiful woman, just a beautiful girl. And it's, uh, everything seems to be perfect. But something happened when she went to college. Emily began to struggle with her concept of being adopted. To her, adoption meant rejection, rejection by her birth parents. So rather than embracing the new privilege of a life with her parents, her mind began to be dominated by negative thoughts. As an adult, she has a good job, She's a beautiful woman, but she still struggles with her identity. Sometimes, we Christians, we also struggle with our true identity, who we are and whose we are. 
we often don't understand the privilege of being adopted into God's family. So if we know, if we understand the power of becoming a son and daughter of God, we can live from the fullness of God's love. We can live from the fullness of God's power. Rather than living under the past of the spirit of oppression. The Romans chapter 8, Paul explains the difference between the life in the spirit and life in the flesh. Verse 14 and 17, he talks about two different spirits, spirit of adoption and spirit of slavery. The five times Paul talks about adoption, adoption theology he talks about in the Bible for five times, but Paul is the only person to talk about this adoption concept. This idea of adoption came from the Romans and Greek world, because at that time, Jewish law did not practice adoption. So we're going to read Romans chapter 8, 14 to 16. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Praise the Lord. You are, you are children of amazing God. This is a great gift. And Paul talks about, different translations talk about sons, sons of God, sons of God. That means daughters too, right? Daughters of God, sons of God. We are children of God. Anyone who, are in, anyone who is in Christ Jesus, we are God's children. If, when we believe Jesus Christ into our heart as our Lord and Savior, by faith, we become God's children. Because at the time, we receive the spirit of adoption. Spirit of adoption is the Holy Spirit by faith in Jesus Christ. So we become children of God not by our birth, by faith in Jesus Christ. We know God loves everyone, right? And Jesus died for everyone to be saved so they know and experience the amazing power and love of God. But we know also not everyone is a child of God. But for those who are led by the Spirit of God. That's what Paul talks about it in Rome chapter 14. And John also said the same thing in uh, chapter 1, 12. But all to everyone who received him, who believed in his name, he, has, he gave the right, he gave the power to become children of God. So anyone is in Christ become children of God. And Paul writes this again in Galatians chapter 3 and 4. For in Christ, you are all children of God through faith. Because you are sons, because you are daughters, because you are believers, God sent the spirit of his son into our heart. And the spirit who calls us, calls out Abba Father. In other words, without Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit cannot live in us. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot say Abba Father. Because we are born into God's family by faith. 
and Holy Spirit who lives in us continues to lead us and guide us and direct us and speak to us, confirms us that we are God's beloved, you are God's beloved. And Holy Spirit lives in us in here today. Sweet Spirit, we sang this morning, sweet Spirit of the Holy Spirit in this room to speak to us and testify to the truth as well. Isn't that an amazing and great, great miracle that the amazing powerful God lives in us and we become, we can say, Abba Father to God, a powerful, good God. That's a miracle. To me, that is the biggest miracle that God lives in us. Isn't that amazing? I am so excited. Hallelujah. That's why I say glory. Hallelujah. God lives in us. God loves you. God is in us. But that's not the end of the story. We sing hallelujah, praise the Lord. But as children of God, we have two ways to live. First, to live a life by the spirit of adoption, and another one by the flesh. Now first, the spirit of adoption is the, is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit who lives in us, he helps us live the life as daughters and sons of God. He's the one to lead us into freedom. Verse 15, be it by whom we cry, by the Holy Spirit we cry, Abba, Father. Aramaic Abba means Papa, God, Papa, Daddy, God. In my Korean culture, I never call my father Papa. We say Father. It's the different culture. So for me to come to the Lord and say, Papa, God, it, it took a little while. But once the Holy Spirit came upon me, it's like I understand the goodness of the Lord and the love of God. It becomes easier to come to that call. So when we say we cry, the Bible says we cry, cry refers to prayer. It's like a fervent prayer. So did you see when children come to call Papa, Abba, Father, when everything goes well? No, actually, let's change it. Abba, Father, when you say call Abba, Father, it refers to fervent prayer. So Jesus prayed, Father God, he said, Father, when he, was at, when he was praying at Gethsemane, it's the cry of his soul. And also Jesus taught his disciples to say, our Father, we just said the Lord's Prayer. It's not a cry of our soul, it's more like an intimate relationship with God. So there are two different ways. We can come to our Father when we cry out, whatever it needs. And we can come to our Father just to have an intimate relationship. Now, some of us may have a problem calling God as Abba Father. Because if somebody have a bad, um, painful experience in the past, have an abusive father, it can be very difficult to call God as a father. But today, I pray, because the presence of the Lord is in this room, because holy presence, spirit is here, I pray God, May the Lord heal your memories, heal your painful past, the, whatever you went through with your biological father, obviously father, whatever, because God is a Papa God. He's a good Lord. He's the one to heal you. So you can come to amazing Papa God without any hindrance. So our relationship with God the Father comes with a more, it's more like a privilege then it's very privileged that we can ever comprehend. 
Paul continues in his uh, word in Romans chapter 8, 17. Now, now we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If we, if we indeed, we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. We will have a full glory at the resurrection, right? Now, if children, we are children, we are also heir of God, co-heir with Jesus Christ. Think about this one. Like we are co-heir with Jesus Christ. Jesus is our brother. He's our big brother. So we have a full position as sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father. It's we have, not only we become just children of God, we have amazing privilege we can even comprehend. So being heir of God is more about the relationship than ownership. Because we are heir of God, we are children of God, it does not mean we are immune to any suffering or hardship in life. We, Paul tells us we share his suffering for the sake of the love of God. And we have a hope of his glory at the resurrection. For the glory of God is far greater than what, whatever we are going through at the moment in this world. Holy Spirit is the one to help us and empower us, help us to overcome the negative spirit, the negative, negative life is operating in our lives. It's the positive way positive way of life in the Holy Spirit, and there are negative way of life is the life in the flesh. Adoption is the Holy Spirit, it's positive spirit, and the life in the living in the flesh is the spirit on the slave. So once we choose to live in the, in the Holy Spirit, He is the one to empower us with God's love in our weaknesses. So we don't have to be dominated by the sinful habit, by the spirit of slavery. God is good. God is alive. God is real. So second way of living, Paul talks about it, is by the life in the spirit of slavery. Nobody wants to live under the spirit of slavery, but sometimes we fall into it because we live in the influence of the spirit of fear. It's operating all over. And I learned, we heard during the pandemic, the dominant spirit operating in our nation and around the world was spirit of fear. The influence God's people, influence God's church, it just paralyzed our thinking. It paralyzed our minds from moving forward. That's the, we call that that's the spirit of slavery, that's the negative spirit, that's not of the Lord. But one of the ways to see how we are, how, whether you are operating and living under the spirit of fear or darkness, slavery, whether we are living under the Holy Spirit is the way how you perceive God. Now, if you view God as a slave driver, slave owner, you may work for God. You may work for God as an obligation. We can see this spirit operating in the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. This is a very familiar story, but let us kind of reflect the story one more time to see how, uh, what does it mean, what the spirit of slavery look like. A father had two sons. The first son is a rule-following, obedient, hard-working son. The younger son is a rule-breaking, prodigal, disobedient son. 
the younger prodigal son broke his father's heart by demanding his inheritance. He left home, he packed and left, and he wasted all the money. But later, when he was in poverty, when he became homeless, when he was hungry, he repented and returned home. In contrary to the younger son, the elder son stayed at home. He worked for his father like a slave. On the surface, the older son did not have any problem. He was working day in, day out, until his younger brother came home. The family conflict occurred. The main character of the story is the father. The father had compassion for his two sons, the younger prodigal son who left home and the older prodigal son who was at home but did not have intimate understanding of his father's heart. He was right according to his own righteousness, according to his own standard. Now, when younger brother returned home, the father was so happy and he celebrated his homecoming. The elder son was angry and said to his father in verse 29, chapter, Luke chapter 15, he told his father, look, listen, for all these years, I have been working like a slave for you. I have never disobeyed your command, and yet you have never given me even a young goat so, so that I might celebrate with my friend. His father responded, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. From the elder sons, we see the spirit. He had a mindset of slavery, doesn't he? The spirit of slavery manifested in legalism. Well, Apostle Paul, beloved Apostle Paul, before he encountered Jesus Christ, before he experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he was operated in the spirit. He persecuted the followers of Jesus Christ in order to observe the law because he was a good guy. He was righteous according to his own standard. And along with religious leaders at the time, Pharisees, they were good according to their own standard. Before they saw only people experience, encounter living Christ, unless they experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit, it's, they fall into the spirit of slavery. But when we are influenced by the spirit of adoption rather than slavery, we will do things out of love. We do things we serve, not because of obligation. We will obey because our heart desired, because God gave us the desire. We don't do things out of a punishment. We do more than what is required. Good Lord, the Holy Spirit is here to set us free from the spirit of slavery and fear. That's God's desire to have all these children to live under the freedom. 1 John 4.18 tells us, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Fear has to do with the punishment. Perfect love casts out fear, casts out spirit of delivery, uh, slavery. 
by the blood, there's power in the blood of the Lamb. And 2 Timothy, God tells us, Paul tells Timothy, for God did not give us the spirit of fear, spirit of timidity, but power of love and of sound mind. That's God's spirit. And Holy Spirit is here to give us the spirit when we come to the Abba Father. Holy Spirit is a powerful God. The most effective way for us to get rid of this spirit is not try to go over there and fight it, but for us to turn and live under the love of God. So, it's, we don't, so if people try to fight it, try to do everything according to our will and our will, our power, it's very difficult. But and yet, simply we turn to embrace, accept God's love, because God's love is power of God. Holy Spirit is the power of God. And he's the one to set us free from all the spirit, the, the living, uh, by this oppression. So where are you? Where are you in your relationship with God? Where are you in your relationship with Abba Father? So regardless of where you are in your relationship with God, know and accept Abba, good Lord, is here to set us free from any spirit, any negative spirit, any spirit of oppression, depression, any spirit to enslave you, any spirit of fear, anything. He is here to set us free because there's a power in his name. And he's the one to heal us from brokenness because no family is perfect. We all sometimes be offensive. We all sometimes be defensive. Because there's, it's not, it, but however, when we come just as we are to the Father God, just come, embrace his love like a little child and know that he's the one to set us free. I want us to watch a video, Madeline Veras, how when she had a dry season, how she encountered, be transformed again, again by the Holy Spirit. Let us watch the video and see what, how God will speak to us. I was going through a really dry spirit, a dry time spiritually. Just couldn't seem to connect with God. You know, you have those mountaintop experiences and then you have these in the valley. And I was stuck in that valley for the life of me. I couldn't get out of it. So one day I sat down and I just said, um, Lord, Show me how to get out of this slump I'm in, this spiritual slump. And the next thing I knew, he had used my divine imagination, and I was in a field of flowers, a meadow, and it was a field of butterflies, and I was 12 years old, and I was doing cartwheels. And um, it was such a beautiful spring day, there were bees around too, and I was a little afraid of those. But there was a bubbling creek uh, a little way from this meadow, and I started skipping over to the creek, and I walked across some flat stones, and uh, the path took me into a forest, and I could smell it. Oh, the wood smelled so good, and there were crinkly leaves on the path, and I was barefoot, 
So there's a little mud too. I walked on and I came to this opening, this great big round opening. The sun was just pouring into it. And um, this creek went around. And way over at the end of the creek, there was a great big boulder. And I started following the creek, not in it, but alongside of it. And on that boulder sat Jesus. And he motioned for me to come over. And I climbed up on that rock and sat in his lap. And I was right back spiritually where I needed to be in his lap as his child, 12 year old. <laughs> that weird. <laughs> he is a good dad. So very good dad, good Abba, daddy. Praise the Lord, isn't this pretty good? Good Abba, whether you are 18 years old, 98 years old, when you are in a season, when you feel like you are being influenced by the spirit of flesh or fear, while you are in a dry season, just like uh, imagine by faith, like you are 10 years old, 12 years old, and just come to the Abba Father because he's just so amazingly good and loving God. Whether you're male, female, it doesn't matter. Come to the Abba Father, and he's the one to restore us and replace us with God's love.